Hey everyone, welcome back to Today in Tech. Uh, once again, I'm Michael Simon from Macworld filling in for a real host, and I'm joined with Ken Mingus from Computer World. And as you're you might have guessed, well, come on, you're a real host. I'm. A, <laughs> I play one on 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 the internet, apparently. Um, as you guessed, um, today this week is all about WWDC. Um, Apple had the keynote at um, 10 a.m. Pacific on Monday, and it was it was jam packed. It was, was like I was like, really it was surprised like, at the amount of information they yeah. were dole out about the software and the hardware in an I hour mean, and a half. There's that, and without like the usual rigmarole yeah. of uh, applause breaks and demos, it is just like nonstop announcements. Like it's really as as a writer, as a, a, a you know a, a Mac world we get we cover all of it obviously, and it's it is just a lot. To digest in an hour and a half, There's, it just it's just like like rapid fire. Yeah, but well, yeah, there was there was a ton a ton of stuff that they talked about. I was just gonna say maybe what we can do, given that there was so much to talk about, is is maybe pick one or two things from like iOS 16, yeah. iPad OS, Mac OS, Ventura, as we now Ventura, have. Ventura, yep. Ventura, yeah, and uh, and then of course the hardware was you know sort of surprising too. So uh, I, let me let me start because I have to. I, I don't want to get you off on a rant, Michael. But we have talked so many times about iPad. the iPad and mm -hmm. your concern that it doesn't really fit the bill anywhere. You know it, that it could do so much more. Mm -hmm. And you know there was a lot of discussion this week about iPad OS. And some changes in in how you can do things on the iPad, in, in particular Stage Manager, which for some reason I keep wanting to call Stage Fright. I don't know why, but Stage Manager, things like Display Zoom, things like that, does that go at least part part of the way toward alleviating a lot of the complaints you've had about the iPad? In I the mean, past? it's it's a it's a good start, I think. I mean, Stage Manager. Oddly Which enough, is also introduced in Mac OS. Yeah, right? in fact, it was introduced as a Mac OS feature. Yeah. Like when we first learned of it earlier in the keynote, yeah. it was it was for Mac OS. And then they said, you know, later on, they said, oh, and it's also coming to iPad. It seems more natural on the iPad since multitasking on the iPad, as we talked about, is is a, is a mess. Yeah. And this brings floating windows, which is awesome. This brings um, a more intuitive at least it seems I haven't tried it yet. I, I don't have a dev account, but it seems to be more intuitive. Uh, Roman on Macworld, he checked it out on the Mac and, and he liked it. I just don't know how many people are going to use it on the Mac because it's a Mac. We've been doing the same thing for, for 30 years. I mean, it, that's institutional multitask. Like we know what we're doing yeah. on the Mac. They've tried Mission Control, Launchpad. Like we don't use those things because, or at least I don't. Because I like I have my workflow on the Mac. I'm not. I don't see. I don't know what Stage Manager brings to the equation. But on the iPad, it's a whole new ballgame, and it does. It looks. It looks good. It looks like a start to like actual, real deal productivity on the iPad, and it's limited to the M1 processor machines, which is uh, the two iPad Pros and the iPad Air. Yeah. yeah. So now we're starting to separate that too, which is good. To make it more of a pro model, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will be honest with you. I have been trying um, Stage Manager both okay. on on Mac OS Ventura and uh, on my iPad Pro, and I agree with you. It's more of a revelation on the iPad than it is on the desktop. 
I mean, I turned it on just because I really wanted to say, okay, let me let me just try this new way of working with Windows and how things get grouped. It may it may be right now because it's you know it's obviously the 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 first beta of this, but it feels to me when I'm grouping Windows so that when they launch, you've got several different you know apps opening at once. Sometimes it's like the apps that I think are going to be there or not, or like if I open Safari and I've got two different Safari windows, it's like one window is kind of hanging off on the side of the desktop and the other one's the one in front of me. So I'm not quite sure. I may be doing something wrong, you know, I, you know, um, graphically. Well, it's also, it's a beta. So it's, it's a beta, exactly. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. I, you know, so I, I'm, not, I'm not in any way digging it. On the iPad, however... Uh, it really is more of a revelation because you you can you can have separate windows for different apps. You can move them around. You can resize them. You can position them in different places. And I mean, of course, it's only been like three or four days here that I've had a chance to play with it. But I, I think people who really do want to see the iPad be more of a productivity powerhouse, I think they're going to like it. I do. Yeah, it's it's a, it's definitely a good start. Um, it bothers me a little bit that the iPad Air has that M1 processor because this feels like a pro feature. Like if it was strictly for the iPad Pro models with yep. the M1 Pro, I'm cool with that. But the iPad Air, for whatever reason, got instead of the A15, got the M1. So those three models are are part of Stage Manager, and yeah, it's a good first step. Next step, I want to see when you dock it, like that type of thing happens. Like you you go into like a whole new interface that's intuitive. You mean when you when you put it a when you put it on a, on a on a keyboard. Oh, okay. when you when you dock it to the Magic Keyboard, like like I was hoping for like some kind of a desktop mode or something like that, but you know, Stage Manager is good. It's really good how it works with an external display. Like you can have Windows here on your iPad, and then a bunch more Windows on your extra. That that's a new, a new feature for uh, intuitiveness for mm -hmm. interface because before the iPad hooking an iPad to an external display was kind of useless. A couple of apps gave you like different controls, but for the most part, it was it mirrored your display and gave Just you nothing. everything. Yeah. yeah. So this this is a, a step toward that as well. So yeah, they're clearly thinking it's it's still I won't call it a baby step, but it's not a leap. It's a mid step. It's a solid step forward. Yeah. You know something else too on the iPad that I actually really like is Display Zoom. Because I mean, it it allows you basically to change the the resolution so you can see more uh, of the you know the apps that you're using on the screen, mm -hmm. and that's something that you know the fixed resolution that the iPad has had in the past. It just felt a little like you were locked in. So I immediately changed mine to you know get as much on the screen as I can, which I tend to do anyway. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, I'm not sure everybody will want to do that. It does make you know text smaller, things like that. But I really like that. Uh, definitely a solid, a solid, a, a good step. Okay. And you know, we'll see what comes next. So, okay. You know, maybe maybe we should jump to iOS 16. Yeah. Maybe the lock screen is that the most prominent change? I mean, I I'd, I'd say so. I mean, it's a it's a pretty big change, um, and it also it kind of harkens uh, always on display for the iPhone 14 Pro. Like we're like we're almost that's almost certain to happen now. And what it'll be is the numbers, the date, and the widgets will be in black and white when the screen's off. Tell me why you think that. Okay, I I sort of assume the same thing, but yeah. why, does, why, why does the lock screen changes automatically mean we're going to get an always-on? Well, because, the, like, why change it if it's not? I mean, quite frankly, the lock screen itself isn't – you still got to pick up the phone. You still got to turn the phone on. You still got to use Face ID and unlock it. 
So you're just staying at that screen for no real reason. Right. But if it's if you can glance at your phone and not touch it and all those things are visible, then we're talking. Okay. So um like it's the the changes are nice, but I don't know how much time you spend on your lock screen. I mean I, I glance at it here and there, but usually I'm unlocking my phone when I pick it up. So I think the glanceability factor is what you want. But that is, that said, maybe you will use your lock screen more because it is it is nice. Apple did a good job here. Um, it's you know obviously cribbed from Android, like they Google's doing all this stuff for for a while now. But the widgets look, you know, clean. Um, you know, good information. There's a there's a widget kit so developers can get in on That's it. That's what I was going to ask. Do you think there'll be third party widgets? So yeah, for I'm sure. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's the same the same constraints as the as the iOS home screen widgets where you gotta right. design them to certain parameters. But yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll be they'll be third party widgets. And um Apple, you know, in true Apple fashion, it's customizable to a hard stop. But way more than I thought. The font, the colors, that cool picture thing where it's able to like cut out the image over the over the time. That's that's neat. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a very good change. The the one that I like is I, I actually have probably spent more time on my lock screen this week playing with these features uh, than I have for the last five or ten years is uh, having that you can have the background image be weather. So it, it yeah. you know the sunny That's day cool. you've got a clear blue sky. If it's raining you've got rain coming down. And you know that I have not yet found a way to separate the wallpaper on the on the home screen of the iPhone from the lock screen. I think, you know, eventually that will be doable. I don't think it's doable, at least in this first beta. Not a big deal, just something that I've noticed. And or once again, could be user error. I may not have figured out how to do it yet, you know. So you're saying your lock screen wallpaper has to be the same as the home screen wallpaper? Yeah, so That's far. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't found a way. And I know that there, there's some discussion online that if you go into the system settings and go to wallpaper, you can set it there. But when I set the home screen there, then it just changes the lock screen to that same that same background image but i do i'm a weather nut so having the weather on my yeah i agree lock screen um, is really cool yeah yeah and it's now it's apple weather apple because apple bought dark sky dark sky two simple. years ago i want to say so now they renamed that to apple weather they have their own their own api that's that's pulling all that stuff yep so you won't go to like it was not reliant on the weather channel and things like that anymore um yeah a huge change the other one that i that's really intriguing it's not just ios it's all of messages but they 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 debuted it in iOS in that section of the keynote. The the undo and the editing of of messages is, is is very intriguing. I never thought that would come to iOS or iPhone first. Out of all the other, you know, that seems like more like an Android feature, but uh, intriguing. And uh, I again, I haven't tried it, but uh, people in Macworld have. You, you get 15 minutes to undo. And to, uh, or to, to so you can delete a message that was sent, and you can edit the message that was sent. On yeah, basically you're phone. pulling it back. You know, now I, I did see see a note that if someone's running the current version of iOS, they might still see the message. I mean, everybody for this to work, which makes sense cohesively, you know, whoever you're sending a message to would have to be on iOS 16 in the same way that you are for the for you to be able to pull it back. But again, that will that will change very quickly in the fall because adoption rates, you know, when the new iOS comes out, are very quick. Yeah, and it's it, I don't like I don't the logistic of it logistics of it are interesting because like you send a message, someone reads that message, 
and then it disappears. <laughs> I was just wondering about that. Or it's... it changes. Like, well, you know, I mean, someone maybe... brought up privacy things. Like if you have an ex-boyfriend or an ex-girlfriend and you send them something and then she, like, you know, I'm going to hurt you in some way. And then, and then you delete it or edit it. And they're like, well, I never sent that. And then, you know, you start messing with them like that's not cool. It also opens up for a lot of pranks and things that you can send to people. But I, I, I would have thought it was like maybe a minute or five minutes at most. 15 minutes seems like a long time to plot and scheme. Well, now is <laughs> but it, it's a good feature. Well, it's sort of a related note. You know, there's the ability in mail to um, pull back a, a, an email message. But I think I saw somewhere today or yesterday that you have to do it within like 10 seconds of the initial yeah, send, which makes, which makes sense. Which is, that makes sense. But yeah, you better... like, if I make a top a, a typo, I, I know like immediately. Cause you get those things where it'll be like something, something, something then. Uh, and then right below it, I'll say the, like, yeah. like, you know, you, you, you know, you made the mistake. You, you send it up 30 seconds, maybe 15 minutes. I mean, you might as well give you, give me a day. <laughs> well, assuming most people read messages, I mean, unless I'm yeah. literally like for now, I, if somebody sends me a message at the moment, we're taping, I will not be reading it. I'm going to still read it. I'm on my Most times if I've got my phone in my hand or, you know, it's on the desktop, I'm reading those messages right away. It's very so, rare that yeah. I don't see a message in 15 minutes. Yeah. Or immediately. Yeah. Because I'm either at my back when they come in or I'm on my iPhone when they come in or something buzzes. My, my Apple Watch buzzes. Like, I know when a message comes in. I've read it. I've seen it. And now you got to change it or delete it. <laughs> I don't know. 15 minutes. I wonder. That may change. Remember that last change. year? A lot, a lot yeah. of things that first rolled out with the beta last summer, they changed a lot over the summer until, the, you know, the final release. What did you think? And this is, this is not necessarily an iOS thing, but... With the ability to pair your camera on the iPhone with uh, your desktop for you know better um, FaceTime communications, obviously better picture, better quality picture, whatever. Do you have to have the little uh, you know thing that hang? You can just set your phone up, and as long as yeah, it's, it's yeah, th that thing was very cool. Um, it, I thought it, it was. Like I, I wonder. So one of two things happened. Either studio display reviews came out and Tim Cook was like, this is unacceptable. Fix this. Yeah. Or they had this feature and they said, you know what? We don't care what cameras in studio display because this is coming. So, you know, they're not going to need it. Yeah. So like, one of those I, two things had to happen. Ladder. I don't think they just rolled this out quickly to because the studio. It's, just... a, it's a cool feature. It's an overdue feature. It seems to work like, like, you know, instantaneously. There's no wires. There's no setup. Um, that thing where they were able to use the wide ultra wide lens to see the desktop see that, the desktop was, that thing that. broke my brain i don't even understand how that's how that's working and it looked and, and it didn't look that the hands looked a little it looked like you were holding yeah the camera's coming down yeah, exactly that was really cool yeah i mean i don't it doesn't let apple off the hook for having terrible cameras in the mac and the studio display but it's 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 nice to have it's and a yeah, nice I don't, work as far as i can tell you won't need um you won't need the stand, but you're going to want one because, you know, you naturally want the thing. You can just hold it, I guess, right? Yeah. As long as you're within Bluetooth range. Um, I think MagSafe will help there. Like, there'll be MagSafe attachments that make it cool. You know, I'm surprised Apple didn't come out with one. Maybe they will um, in the fall. Like, a little thing that attaches to the top of the thing, and you just magnetically pop it on and pop it off. Like, that's cool. But, um, yeah, that that that's a, that's a neat feature. Overdue in the sense that the webcams on Macs have been bad for a while. And you're going to go from like, 
you know, like 1980s picture to like 2020. Like the, to, to I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're using the, the the rear camera on the iPhone is a massive upgrade over this anything is gonna, that you know, you, you're going to be probably frightened at what people actually look like. Seriously, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be such an upgrade when you start doing like Zoom calls and stuff. My dev can work but, both ways. Um, okay, well, we should we should keep going. Um, Mac OS. What what about Ventura jumps out at you? In addition to stage manager. Yeah, I mean, nothing. <laughs> yeah, stage manager was the big was the big. I change. mean, that was really, that was really it. I mean, yeah. there's some small things. The um, you know, the message stuff comes there, and I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Hold oh, on, let me, let, me, then, well, let me let me ask you about this while you're thinking on it. Yeah. Um, one of the things that came up, Johnny Evans had written about this for us at Computer World. He, after the event, he kind of went down the list of some of the things that, that businesses would be interested in. And he, he pointed to uh, Freeform, which I thought was really interesting. It's a way of turning turning FaceTime into a whiteboard collaboration space. You know, and I, mean, I don't yeah. know, you know whether this is something that might actually be able to give some of these whiteboard companies, digital whiteboard companies, a run for their money or whether it's going to wind up being very granular because it's only for you know apple device users and you know there's only going to be a subset of those you know in the business world with macs who might be able to use this therefore it may never really uh you know scale up very well but in terms of how it could work if you're an all mac shop and you guys you know you've updated to the latest and greatest freeform sounds like it's got a lot of potential it, it does um it was very cool one of those weird things that they said is like coming soon, but yeah. like, isn't isn't all of it coming soon? So it means I, I guess that means it's not coming with the first release of of iPad OS sixteen and Mac OS sixteen, but uh, thirteen. But it's yeah, it was cool how they were doing it. I mean, I don't know if I'd use it, but it, it was cool. And, and I know there are a lot of those types of apps, those like mind mapping whiteboard apps, like they they're fairly popular. Well, they've, yeah, they've it was, been it was cool. popularity, you know, during the pandemic because, you know, if you've got like a creative shop or a mm -hmm. place where people actually do use whiteboards and you're collaborating on a project, you know, the, there, there are a number of startups and, and smaller companies that have pushed out a lot of products over the last couple of years because people are working remotely and they have to collaborate still. And it's a meeting place space you know, for, for uh, employees to work together. So that's why, you know, it, it sort of jumped out at me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, that'd be cool. But yeah, Mac, I mean, Mac OS had some, you know, some stuff, the mail stuff was cool. And I don't know, I guess, I guess uh, stage manager is, is really it. Yeah. It was a, you know, a pretty, a pretty team upgrade, so to speak. Task keys is interesting. That'll be cool one, but that's going to take some time for it to roll out to everything. The spotlight stuff, yep. Um, probably a, a precursor to Apple. You know, at some point coming out with its with its own like search engine for these. You know, I mean, it kind of has it already with spotlight, but um, you know, not nothing crazy. Yep. We ran an article today about small things. There's a new clock and weather app on the Mac, which is weather. which is fun. Yeah, weather app. Weather is weather finally coming to other things than the iPhone. And it's also on the iPad, the weather app, yeah. finally. Yeah, I know that is a weather nut. I appreciate that. Well, we should, we definitely should talk about the hardware real quick before we uh, wrap yeah, up. Well, that's the, M, that, that was a surprise, the, M2 process. That was the big one. Yeah, I mean, uh, slight surprise. Like, we had heard rumors that the MacBook Air was was ready, but I still wasn't convinced because of all the all the supply chain stuff, that all the issues that they're having. 
Um, but yeah, M2 processor, which is which is what we thought it would be. So you're getting same same CPU cores, four and four, high performance and and high efficiency. The GPU has been upped to eight and ten now. It was seven and eight before. Yeah which mirrors the A15 chip, which added that extra GPU core for the um, iPad Pro. So you're getting that extra GPU core times two on the um, on the on the M2 and, you know, RAM upgrades and, and you know, other other architectural stuff that should give you a roughly 20 percent boost in power, maybe 35 to 40 percent boost in graphics. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a small ish boost but a but a, a, you know a good one so it doesn't um, automatically mean that my m1 max macbook pro from last fall is now well, the, the, the the max is, is 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 still faster than the m2 okay that's all I this need is to... so okay. this the m2 is faster than the m1 right the m2 is not faster than the m1 pro m1 max or obviously m1 ultra right. like we'll we'll get newer versions of those That'll probably be the next year i would think next year yeah, okay. I I would be very surprised if they if they update the i yeah what is it the MacBook Pro this year again right. they just we just got that it's, it seems to be on a on an eighteen month cycle now that we got yep. the M two about eighteen months after the M one so uh, in the fall is interesting because that Mac Mini still has an Intel chip that that the high end Mac Mini that I don't know there. and Why and they- there's no there's no desktop Mac with an M one Pro. We have the M1 Max and M1 Ultra in the studio. Yep. The M1 Pro is only in the in the PowerBook. So a PowerBook. What am I saying? The uh, the MacBook Pro. So the uh, <laughs> the M1 Pro would make sense coming to the Mac Mini, but now that they introduced the M2, I don't know. I thought yeah, for sure exactly. we were going to get would, that at some point earlier than than now. I would think with I would think for the Mini you would go with an M2 at this point rather than an M1. But that's not fast enough. Like if it's a if it's a, a higher end mini, yeah okay. Like the mini has an M1, okay. So you give it an MT, it's a little, little bit faster. Apple's still selling that upper end iPad for iPad. What am I? My my, my brain is Mac all broken. Mini. Apple's still selling the upper end Mac Mini for what is it? Eleven hundred bucks, right? Bro, yeah. I think yeah. I think it's ten ninety nine, which at this point is actually slower than the M1, but that's beside the point. It it, it has it has more port, ports and it's geared towards that higher end crowd mm-hmm. that's the only consumer-ish level mac that's still available i mean the mac pro of course but that's a different beast that one's just sick sticking out there like a sore sore thumb because just put an m1 pro in there that's all we're looking for that's it that's all it needs yeah they, they, they haven't done it so they have they have, clearly have some kind of a plan for that for that mac that makes no sense to me well yeah you know, it, it will, I'm sure, make perfect sense once Apple announces it. Of course, now we, we should talk about it. So the M2 is in the MacBook Air yeah. and in the 13-inch MacBook Pro. Those are the yeah. two laptops that yeah. are... Speaking then, of not making sense. What's that? Speaking of not making sense. But let's well, let's what? go over the one that does make sense. The MacBook oh. Air yeah. is, is awesome. Uh, $1,199. So it's a little bit more expensive than the original, well, the M1 version, which was which is $999. Yep. But you're getting a completely redesigned, redesigned uh, look. A very nice look too. Very right. nice. If I tell you what, if I, I have the 14-inch Pro. If I didn't buy this four months ago, whatever it was, I'd be all over that that air. It's it's Why? it's well. So you get the M2, which is okay, you know, a nice performance boost. Yeah. For the work that I do, I do not need 
a MacBook Pro. I bought it because I also need a little bit more than a MacBook Air, and I wasn't buying a 13-inch Pro because it's uh, I had one for work. I, I didn't love it. So I bought, I wanted a 14-inch screen. Now the MacBook Air has that. They're close to it. It's, you know, it's about, what's it, about a quarter of an inch bigger. Um, I like the new design with the slim bezels. Now the MacBook Air has that. Uh, the only thing that it's missing is two extra Thunderbolt ports. It still only has two. So that's somewhat annoying. But for what you're getting for the price, plus that new midnight color is gorgeous. I, you know, when I first saw it, it looked to me like a deep, deep, deep blue. You yeah, know? that's kind of what like, it is. Yeah, it, it, it's like a mid. Is it midnight? Is that the color? That's what it's, it's called. Co it's called midnight. Yeah, it's it's a very, 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 very deep blue. Okay. Which looks black in some in some angles, space gray in some angles, and blue depending on the light. But yeah, very nice. Um, I I think it's going to sell very well. They're keeping around the M1 at the same price, which I thought I thought that would get a price cut by fifty or hundred bucks. It did not. Still ninety nine nine ninety nine, which is fine. It's it's still a very good laptop. Yeah. And um, the Mac. So all right. So I said you you're you're, you're still only getting two ports, but you have MagSafe. So you're gaining one of those ports that you would normally use for power. So that's right. that's solid. So you're 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 getting the Mac. So you get, you get Mag, MagSafe for power, and now you so now and so it's really like getting a third Thunderbolt port because right now. If you have a MacBook Air, you you can't hook two things up because you you have to keep you one in the free to yeah, plug exactly. it in. Yeah, so so you know that that's a that's a huge upgrade. A better better headphone jack too, for those high high impedance uh, headphones. But it's just a it's a solid upgrade. Better microphones, better speakers. Um, really nice design. It you don't get that wedge anymore, which is a bummer because that was like the MacBook Air's like thing. Yeah, like I have to assume if Steve Jobs was still alive, he would have been like, nope. We, it has to have a wedge like that's its signature look and he's and you know it slid out of the envelope like that's it's that's it's it's had that since 2008 when it came Eight, out. Yeah. And that, that's got, its look I remember it. it's great so yeah. it, it kind of looks a little pedestrian as far as that goes but otherwise it's it's very nice it's very in keeping with the rest of the lineup though i mean they've standardized basically on that look but the macbook air wasn't the rest of the lineup. it was it's, it's its own thing know. you know the macbook was was you know didn't have that look yeah. the macbook pro obviously the macbook air that's what made it the macbook air because it was so thin it was like that razor thin it so it doesn't have that but it's lighter it's lighter and thinner at its at, at its at the macbook air's thickest point this is actually thinner so yeah. you know you're still getting that airiness of it but it's it's, it's nice um the mac the magsafe cable matches the the body of the computer like which is also very nice yeah. i may have to go out and order a cable yeah. to match my macbook pro you know, yeah it's nice yeah right we didn't get those with the macbook pro no yeah no. it's uh it's that's 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 cool what do you um, think of the m2 um the, the 13 inch macbook pro you're not a big fan yeah it well what's the point it's it's 12.99 so it's uh, it's, it's 100 dollars more than yeah. a macbook air with the yeah. same chip a smaller screen an older design same number of thunderbolt ports but no magsafe so you're actually getting less there what what is who's buying it because you have to have the touch bar is that that's it that's all you're getting is a touch bar yeah. and slightly slightly better sustained performance that you know when you're doing really high-end stuff but no one's buying that machine for that you're going to buy the 14 inch pro if you if you have to worry about that stuff yeah i don't understand why it exists i don't get it and if you upgrade to the 15 inch i'm sorry the 1500 one like it's 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 identical 
yeah. to the to the air. The only thing you're not getting again is is it's the it's the touch bar. And I don't I don't know. Maybe there's an audience out there for the touch bar that just insists that they have to. And why it. do they take it away from the 14 inch? I don't know. I don't <laughs> like that is just Apple always does something when it releases new stuff that just makes me go like, wait a minute. Nobody said in a meeting like, hey, why are we doing this? <laughs> Who's gonna buy this thing? I don't. I just don't understand. Just let it die. It's okay. No one's gonna miss it. How many of these of those are they gonna sell? When you walk into an Apple store and you see that side by side with the Air, you're gonna buy the Air. Someone's gonna say, "Well, I want that one." No one's gonna say that. I want to pay more for this thing. Like, who's <laughs> gonna say that? No one. No, I don't. I just. I don't get it. It makes no sense. No. No we, sense. We should make the point that neither one of these is available yet. Uh, they're yeah. coming in July. Uh, July. And probably, my, my guess, mid to late July. My assumption is that they're just ramping up as much production right now as they can and trying to stockpile some of these things just so that uh, they'll have at least one or two for sale. Before, yeah, you know, that's, that's probably accurate. They're not even taking pre-orders, which is um, right. curious. Yeah. Um, usually, Macs are available, like, immediately. Mm -hmm. iPhones, you got to wait because, you know, they sell so many of them. Yeah. Um, to announce a Mac and then say it's not shipping for like possibly up to up to eight weeks. That means that like there's a serious crunch here. If you want one of those MacBook Airs, you better order quickly and hope you get it by September. Yes. <laughs> like, seriously, seriously, given the supply chain. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, because the M2 processor is a new thing now. I don't know. I don't know uh, what the problems there are. Who knows? They have enough problems with the M1 Pro and M1 Max chips. So, yeah, that that's. I mean, that's not surprising that they did that, but it's a little surprising that they would bother announcing it at all. Like, just wait. Right. You know, like, why not have another event in, like, July? Like, nobody's going to be upset that you have a second Apple event. Well, before before we before we cut it short, um, we should probably make note of the one bit of hardware that was not there. No discussion of anything around AR glasses. Yeah. Oh, now, now I'm seeing reports there may be a special event in January. Oh, yeah? I didn't see that. I, uh, I, maybe. Yeah. I mean, let's not forget January used to be Apple Month because that was yeah. Macworld. Yeah. Uh, and we'll then they stopped doing that in 2008, I want to say. And, um, you know, since then, Apple hasn't really done made any noise in January. But January is the, the consumer electronics show, and they used to always eat their lunch, even though they weren't there because of Macworld. So that would be fun. A, a January event, I'd be, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be down with that. Yeah, I'd like to see that too. We also didn't get any message of the, mention of the Mac Pro, which I was surprised at. I thought for sure we'd get a, if we're going to get a sneak preview of something, I thought it was going to be that, but nope. So we'll see what happens with the Mac Pro and if and when that, that gets announced. Sometime in the fall, I guess. I, know, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a press release and isn't an event. That's a, that's a pretty limited audience. They may not want yeah. to do a whole event just for that. Yeah, we should also make the point that in terms of the uh, the beta software for iOS and iPadOS and macOS, even though developers have it now, the public beta that is expected in July, probably July, sometime yeah. early to mid July, I, I assume that's only you know three or four weeks away. Yeah, that, and that that they they do that. You yeah, know, they give developers the first the first round, and then they 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 send it out to the public, and usually develop dev beta two is when we get it, or maybe yeah. even three. But yeah, so cool. All in all, I was happy. Good. good it, was, show. it was a good event. Like I said, a lot of stuff. Um, I think that this format works really well for them. We uh, Jason Snell wrote an article today basically saying that even when the pandemic's over, like 
I think he thinks Apple's going to stick with this. I hope they because, do. Because first of all, it's 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 not exclusionary, which is good. You know, it used to be like a mad scramble for developers to get tickets, and if you didn't get tickets, lots sorry. Now everyone can be a part of it. Yet they still invited some to the park to you know hang out, and they, you know it was just it was a kind of a best of both worlds type of a thing. Yeah. So um, I like the format. Their their videos are fantastic. It's like awesome. those keynote videos are so good. Yeah. So. Yeah, cool. uh, uh, definitely a good good event. Lots of news. Um, there'll be tons of coverage between now and September, and then uh, then we'll get the iPhones. Yay! I'm ready. Yeah. So, are you ordering a MacBook Air? Uh, no, no, I'm I'm good. I'm really am fine with my MacBook Pro, and uh, um, so no, I'll, I'm going to wait for the iPhone. That'll be my big purchase this year. Anyway, we right. should we should probably uh, um, uh, wrap up. You want to do the outro, or shall I? Uh, you can have it today. Oh, I knew you were going to do that to me. <laughs> All right. Uh, everybody, thanks for watching us on Today in Tech. If you're watching us on LinkedIn, be sure to head over to the YouTube channel. If you want to subscribe to us, we'd love to see you again. Have you see us? So subscribe. Hit the bell if you want to be reminded when new episodes are showing up. Uh, in the meantime, we'll be back next week. We'll find something to talk about then, too. Thanks a lot. Thanks for being here, Mike. Yep. See you next week. Ciao.